are you talking about? I don't know. You don't know either. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm with one of my favorite people here. Oh, me too. My love, Wanya, you will kid. Okay. Yes. Yes. So we just had a very, very good cake that you brought over. Do you want to describe it a little bit? It was a fudge cake with really, really yummy fudge icing. And uh, it didn't cost too much. I actually was going to get another one, but it would have been a lot more cake. And I don't know that we would be able to finish it. But I wanted to get something that wasn't too rich. And it was perfect. Alana knows that I love chocolate. And so do I. Which is a good combination. That's right. I don't know how people can't love chocolate unless they're a diabetic or they're part dog. Right. <laughs> part dog. Now, would you like to explain why I got the cake? You got the cake because it was our anniversary a couple of days ago. That's right. And I, I wasn't able to see him because he was busy. I had to do some family stuff, but that's why we're hanging out today. That's right, and what a good day to hang out it is. Just hanging out, listening to some music with my favorite gal. Right. Eating some food. Earlier we had paninis. Yes, we did. They were really good. With hummus and shredded cheese and pickles. Imitation uh, yum sauce. Imitation yum sauce, which made it taste so good. It was really good. Really good. And we had some. We put some uh, lemon juice and olives in the hummus. And, and some parsley. And some parsley, which really gave it a good texture. Oh, it was awesome. It was so good. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was. Yes. So, Alana, yes. I understand that you are now in the middle of the book Slimes. I am. What are your thoughts on it so far? This is a really good summer read so far. If you really wanted to take a break from reading heavy books like we have, um, and this is particularly a special book for me because I grew up watching Nickelodeon for a long time when I was a kid. And it chronicles, well, I don't know if I could say it chronicles um, because... Um, because people were talking about different shows at different times, but it basically talks about the old Nickelodeon shows from Double Dare to Guts, which is another game show. And it's been really, really cool because it's it's very nostalgic for me um, watching it when I was a, a young kid to early in my teens. But you didn't watch Nickelodeon growing up, did you? I watched a little bit of it. Because So my mom was a nurse's aide, mm -hmm. and when I was six, we actually lived in a hospice situation because she was taking care of elderly people at the time. Every TV in the house had cable. I was able to watch Nickelodeon. This would have been around 1989, but after that, we got rid of cable, and we didn't get it back until I was in my early teens, and by then I had moved on to things like MTV and BET. I didn't really get into MTV until like probably close to my teenagers, but I was still watching Nickelodeon stuff. And MTV, you know, when it was coming out with the the real world, started like in the early nineties. But I didn't really get into the real world until, you know, or road rules until my teenage years. I remember in the early nineties, mm -hmm. my sister had friends who had cable. Mm -hmm. And she would also hang out at my cousin's place. So she would tell me there's this show where they just film people and they're all just living in a house together. And it's That's called right. The Real World. That's right. And I remember thinking, that is such a weird, interesting concept for a show. It was a very interesting concept. This is, of course, when uh, before reality TV really took off. 
It was like one the either like the first or second re, uh, reality show. I know that yeah. didn't PBS do some show in the seventies about a family, in like the early seventies. The early 70s. yeah, there was some PBS show that that was about a family. I think it was only like four episodes. Hmm. I think that's considered the first U.S. reality uh, show. What was about what is, what happened with the family? I, I I only seen clips of the show, but they followed around this American. I think it might even be called American Family, and they followed around this American Family for a couple episodes. I think that's technically considered the first American reality show, but oh. that was years before the Real World, and I don't know that that particular right. program is very highly rated. The Real World, though, is I think the second reality show. I. Ever you know, made. I don't know because I didn't see that show. I don't know what it's called. It might just be called American Family. What, what were they following them for? What did they do? Well, I think they were just trying to document the year and the life of this family who lived in America. I've mm-hmm. seen clips of it, but I haven't seen it oh. from beginning to end. But it's definitely from the early 70s. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. There was one... I didn't watch this show much. I think I only saw like one episode of it or something. Go ahead. On PBS, and it was... In the early 2000s, it was called the 1900 House. And it was about this family that was living in a house that seemed like it was back in the 1900s. And they had to live like they were in the 1900s. That sounds like a cool concept for a show. Yeah. I like a lot of PBS. I don't watch it as much as I should. No, I liked PBS for the children's television programming when I was a kid, but I didn't go too far with it. You're not a big Ken Burns fan. No. I, I think Ken Burns makes some amazing documentaries. So that's a, uh, he wasn't the one that did um, uh, Hardcore History, was it? No, you're no. thinking of Dan Carlin. Oh, I think And that's a podcast. Okay, okay. But Ken Burns did a series on jazz. He also did a miniseries on the Civil War. He's done uh, specials on Jack Johnson. He did a documentary on Frank Lloyd Wright. Wow. And many others as well. Okay, but but back to the slime slimed book. It's it's really really good so far, and how they talked about the wardrobe, and that sometimes they would have to wear their own clothes because uh, uh, some of the TV shows were low budget. Yep. And each show had a different version of green slime, and people had a version of what it was made of. I do remember that there was an advertisement in the eighties for. Green slime shampoo. It gets you clean. It won't turn you green. I think they talk about that in the book, don't they? I haven't got to that part yet. Okay. If, if it, it might have been that you and I have just talked about that over the last week, and that's why I'm remembering. I think we did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was a. Uh, I remember that. I remember it was a it was a shampoo used for kids. You remember that show today's special, right? Yes. The one about the mannequin who puts yes. on a hat. Yes, the mannequin who puts on a hat and he becomes a real live man. It was like Jeff and Judy or something. Jeff and Jody. Jody, okay. Jody was the store manager and Sam Crenshaw was the, I think, the owner of the store and he had his computer named TXL. I thought she was pretty cool. She did some weird things and she also had some little segments for kids. I just remember the thing about the mannequin and Jeff and Jody. And Muffy? Not really. Muffy was a mouse that always rhymed. Okay, vaguely. Oh, she was like a central character in the show. You gotta remember, I probably, the last time I saw them was maybe six. So Nickelodeon would air it on their Nick Jr. slot. And they also aired uh, Pinwheel, which was another puppet show. Pinwheel, Pinwheel. You ever heard that one? It sounds familiar, but yeah. again, it's been so many years. A couple of the puppets' names were Minus and Plus. 
and there was Silas the Snail and Molly the Mole. So was Eureka's Castle an original Nickelodeon show? Because I don't think they uh, mentioned it at all in the book. Yes, it was. I believe okay. so. It was one of their. Um, it was a part of Nick Junior. The Nick Junior lineup. I love that show. I used to watch it all the time. I remember watching that. And they did a Eureka's Castle did a, uh, um, a holiday special. And another one, uh, they did another special called Don't Touch That Box, where Luther Vandross plays the wizard. Wow. Yes. And he says, whatever you do, don't touch that box. I've been trying to find it. It's not on YouTube. I'm trying to look for it. You mean just that special in particular? Yes. Okay. Don't touch that box. I found the promo for it, yeah. but I could not find the show, but I wanted to watch it again because it was a good one. Are any episodes up on YouTube? Eureka's Castle? Yeah. I think there were some, like at least, maybe not all the, maybe it was clips from episodes. I, ha- I have to look, and and you could look too. But another show I used to watch was um, Sharon Lewis and Bram's Elephant Show, and you can probably find that on YouTube also. Mm. It's another puppet show. Elephant was a puppet, but every time you knew, every time you knew that elephant was there, you would hear someone play a tuba. That was symbolized, that was a, a sound for elephant. And they were real kids, and and Sharon Lewis and Bram have been doing some uh, children's concerts for years. So they, you would see them performing live, and then you would also see them in the, in wherever they were at the studio or something, and they were doing something with elephant. Yep. I wonder what that's like to be a star in that world. I don't know. Because uh, adults probably don't approach you unless it's to get an autograph for their kids. Yeah. You know, I would feel weird approaching somebody for an autograph if the only thing I knew them for was making a show for five-year-olds. Yeah. Well, maybe that's because, I don't know, like, you know, if if you look at a show like Different Strokes, for example, which I've been watching quite a bit. Yes, you have. And... One of the one of the sh- the stars may may I mention this person's name? Yes, yes, he's a celebrity. Car- Gary Coleman, right? Yep. The one thing you know, and he was known for his you know for his line, which talk about Willis, right? Mm-hmm. I can't do it justice. And for being a jerk. And for being a jerk with bad parents. With bad parents, apparently, I don't know about that, but I don't know. I don't know about that, but anyway. And, and, and you get all different kinds of child stars. Some child stars love that they are still recognized for their fame. And other char- child stars like Gary Coleman really hate that. Well, yeah. Really hate that. But I wonder what it's like to be a star just to children. I don't know. You know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and I found it really interesting, too. And I know I'm going all over the place with you that. You are, but that's stuff. okay. But to, in, in, in Slimed, uh, they were talking about... How uh, when they were looking for uh, children for their shows, they didn't care so much about looks. I thought that was really cool because it it, it seemed like it would um, you know the children could be themselves and didn't have to worry about like whether they were cute enough or. And now they do have to worry about that. And now they do because a lot of the the people the the guys and girls that are chosen for these kid shows are like really good looking. You know how like celebrities usually say. I don't sign autographs only for little kids. Right. If you're a star in the kids' world, like let's say you're that team Sherry Graham and, and the other guy. What? Oh, Sharon Lewis and Bram? Sherry Lewis and Bram, yeah. Yeah. If you're one of them, you know, you get approached by kids all day. Do you say to the kids, I'm sorry, I only sign autographs for adults? <laughs> yeah, that would be rude. That would be weird. You know what I heard? 
So. And, I, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of this lady, but uh, anymore. But Rosie O'Donnell said when their show was going on, her talk show, mm-hmm. that she would she would let any kid sign her auto uh, any kid um, have an autograph of hers until the age of sixteen, and then she wouldn't give out autographs. Interesting. Anymore. I have mixed feelings about her. I, yeah, I don't need to get into that. I don't completely feel one way or another. I I will say she's done some interviews where she seems really cool, but then she's done other interviews where I'm like, hmm. I, I really, okay, I will say this. I liked her when she was doing her, her talk show. See, that's weird because that's the period I didn't like her in. I think she's more interesting now. I don't think she's that interesting. No, I think she's gone off the deep end, Uh, but I, I, I liked her when she, was doing her talk show, <clears throat> and because I um, I watched it a lot, I thought it was entertaining, and I thought, oh, maybe she's a cool person. But then, yeah. Anyway, I I don't, I don't know if she is or isn't a cool person. To be honest, I have mixed feelings, and I don't know her, so who am I to say what she's like in real life? Yeah, I don't know. And she's probably probably like the rest of us. There's there's likely a lot of gray area. You know, there's probably occasions in her life to where she acted horribly towards people. And there's likely a lot of occasions where she was an amazing person around other people. And she probably has things in her past that she regrets and things that she's proud that she did, you know. I, I yeah. really do like that she stood up for gay rights early. I know that she's gay, obviously. But I think obviously. it's I think it's cool that she eventually came out of the closet and stopped being afraid to talk about it. Oh. Yes. That's oh, just me. Oh, okay. That's just me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I can tell I hit a nerve. <laughs> I read a very odd book series this week that is not finished, uh-huh. but I think I need a break from it. Is it St. Mary's? The Chronicles of St. Mary's, yeah. Yeah. By uh, Jody Taylor. Well, of course, you, you will get a break from it because you, you read the last book, right? Well, I read the last book that was published. Right. But... The implication is from the ending that there's going to be a lot more books because they decided to. Sorry, I'm reaching, I'm reaching for the water here. I like how when I talk, you you go for water. The implication is that there's going to be more books is, uh, and that's because at the very end they decided to let the villain get get away, and that's the point of the story where I said, okay, this is great, this is ten books, and I think I need to break at this point. Right. Maybe there won't be another book. Maybe this is the actual last one. I hope so, but the implication was that they're still going to track this guy. And that there's two organizations. There's St. Mary's, which is, in case you haven't read it, it's this organization of historians that goes on time travel expeditions. Mm -hmm. There's this organization called the Time Police, and they basically watch the timeline and make sure that things don't get off course as far as history goes. Mm -hmm. And there's this criminal who used to work for St. Mary's named Ronan. Mm-hmm. They spend the whole book setting up, we're going to catch Ronan, and we're going to use the main character as bait for him. This is in the 10th mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. So they set up the whole book like that. They catch him. He's mm-hmm. unconscious. They have him. Mm-hmm. And then they just decide to let him go. And they try to kidnap her son, and you think that the time police kidnapped her son after they let Ronan go. At the end of the book, it's implied that now the time police... And St. Mary's are on opposite sides of the law, and they're going to be fighting each other to get to Ronan. Oh. Because the time police want him to do his damage, and St. Mary's mm-hmm. wants to finish him off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, it's ten books already. I know. They're, and all the books are pretty good, but it's like, 
you gotta mm-hmm. make a story sometimes. Yeah. I, I get it. He's I, a bad guy. There's all these Yeah, I think when you're looking at a series like that, there has to be a way that they wrap up everything. If it's going to be more than seven books or, you know, if a good amount of books, I think you need to wrap it up already. It's interesting to me because I really want to recommend the series. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there, but I feel odd recommending something to where it's like there's no end date in sight for it. You know, if we knew for sure, okay, book 12 is going to be the last book, but if it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, there might be book 27 in the future, and, mm-hmm. and at the end of the 27th book, he gets away again. They decide to release him because it's a Friday or, you yes. know, whatever the reason is. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to feel about this. Series. I don't know either. Well, you have not read it. But no, I know, but I mean, it, you're right, though. It should have been wrapped up already since it was already the 10th book the way how much you could right i talked to a friend earlier this week and he was one who recommended it to me uh-huh. and i don't believe that he did this intentionally mm-hmm. but the way he sold it to me is that there's nine books in the series right so i read the nine books the ending of the ninth book is very open-ended i do some research i find out there's a 10th book and oh. then the 10th book it implies that there's going to be more and more and more books oh, I and i like it reading books once the series is done so that I can finish them all at once. So right. I felt, I love the journey. I felt kind of cheated though. Yeah, I understand. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Harry Potter books where it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, you had seven books. You had seven books. And then a cash grab with the eighth one. <laughs> but that wasn't really important to that, the, the storyline. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to eat the, um, I don't know if I'm going to read I said, I almost said eat. Um, I heard you. I don't, <laughs> I'm going to read the eighth one. It's not really worth reading. Well, you, have you read it? I've read parts of it, and I've gone on and watched YouTube videos that describe it. And she didn't even write most of the eighth one. Um, From what I understand is that there was two authors who came to her with the idea, and she maybe did some punch-up work, but most of the actual writing of it was theirs. Oh. And she just put her name on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Well, all right. Then that's that. I may not read it. Oh, oh. What books do you want to read next? What are some of the considerations? Um, there's some pretty... So, I think I might read uh, American Messiah next. That's a pretty good book. Yeah. And who is it written by? I can get you the name. I don't know it off the top of my head. Well, I could just look on... You know, I could, uh, I could look on the websites that we ha- we're on. But I want to read that. I also have... Um, under the Banner of Heaven and Breaking Free on my book list on Bookshare. Under the Banner of Heaven is a pretty good read. Yeah, although heavy as it is, but sometimes it's it's good to have some heavy things to mix it up a little bit. Sure. Do you know how many books are on your book list on Bookshare? Mm, I don't think I have a lot, actually. Okay. I don't... I may just have two things, two books. But, you know, I'm the kind of person that likes to read one book at a time. Uh, I don't want to like jump all over the place, but, uh, but you know, I don't have like a thousand books on my book list or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, this week I read Slimes. I started on the St. Mary's books on Monday mm-hmm. and I finished the 10th one this morning. I also read this book about Edgar Allan Poe and his connection to the city of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I read this other book called Den- Deadly Wanderings. Hmm. So that's like 13 books. Right. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's 
I think that's 13. Well, I think because, and also too, my reader can't speed up the way yours does, you know? So I would be listening to more stuff if I knew how to, and it, and it can't do that because that's not how the, that's how, not how my reader does it. That's okay though. Yeah. I like my reader. That's cool. At least you have one. I do have one. So one of the cool things in the St. Mary's books, in the ninth one, I don't mind spoiling for people. That's okay. Read the books if you want to. Yes. Don't. You already know that they don't resolve it by the 10th book. Right, right. Start with book number 11 <laughs> and read the other 80 that come in the series. Right. But in the ninth book, she is sent back to 1399 in England, and it looks like she's going to be stranded there for the rest of her life. So she spends a year there, which is a good portion of the book. Oh. And they really describe the struggle of a modern person like her being trapped there. For instance, the chores of of bailing hay and not knowing how to sew or to turn butter oh. and all these different things. Oh. In the rest of the series, he's married, but she almost gets engaged to this other guy when she's back there. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a good portion of the book that she's done. And her husband doesn't know. Well, no, because she she thinks that she's never going to be rescued. Yeah. And she resigns herself to the fact that, okay, I may have been bored 600 years from now, but I'm back here until I die. Oh, wow. And then it turns out that she gets rescued. Oh. And she's the main character. Max, yeah. And okay. she's a pretty well-written character. There's a few flaws. Uh-huh. But overall, she's good. Okay. Well, cool. Yes. 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 Awesome. But you will not be reading St. Mary's anytime soon. Not yet. Not until I know for sure that there's an actual ending. <laughs> that means you will not be reading it anytime soon. <laughs> Something tells me when we turn... 77. <laughs> the author will come out with the last book. And then three years later, she's going to announce that her niece, who's never read any of the books, is going to take over and start writing. Yeah, because wouldn't she be like 100 by then? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or she would, she may not even reach 100. It could be one of those things where she keeps writing until she dies. And on her deathbed, she says, I have plans for 39 more books. And I think I'm just <laughs> the person I want to execute my plans. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. That is really funny. I'm excited to read the Thursday's Next series. Oh, really? It's by Jasper Fords. Mm -hmm. And it's about England in the 1980s, but it's an alternative England to where instead of movies and music being the main form of entertainment, literature is the predominant art. And ah. people can jump into books. And some people get stuck into the book. Wow, I like stories that are like that too. Yeah, it should be interesting. I've heard I've heard good things about so it. So I've never read a story like that, but I do remember when I was a kid, uh, there was a, a cartoon called Captain O.G. Read More. Go ahead. And he was this cat that was is trying to encourage kids to read more. Well, they would go through a book like uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, and somehow they would be able to jump into the story and observe what's going on, and maybe they'll change things. That sounds like a fun... That was fun, yeah. Captain O.G. Readmore. I'll look for it on YouTube, maybe. Nice, nice. Captain O.G. Readmore. O.G. Yes. He's an O.G. Right. He was a cartoon cat, so I don't know. I do like novelizations of some television shows. I was into the Star Trek books for a while. Oh, I didn't even know they were made into books. There's tons of Star Trek books. And occasionally I'll still pick one up and read it. Oh, really? There's actually a lot of pretty good ones. The Vanguard series is really good. That's a Star Trek book series. Uh-huh. Various other things. Oh. Yes. 
Have you read any good novelizations of TV shows? Have you read the the Friends books? Friends didn't make a book, make any books. They didn't make any books about. Uh, well, like it would be funny if they did though. Adventures that they didn't have time to shoot. They didn't say here are the further adventures of Friends. No, 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 no. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh. No, and I, I. No, I don't. I don't. They have not, and that would be really, really funny if they did. Very funny. Have you ever thought about writing any Friends fan fiction? No. No. No, I just like it the way it is. Yeah. You know, they change it. I know some people write Harry Potter fan fiction because it's, it's fun. In fact, I know someone who does. And we know gonna, somebody who does. We know someone. You who actually does. know this person a lot better. I do I. know her more than I than you do. Right. But I thought it was it's. And I never read any of her fan fiction, but I know that she writes a lot of it. I haven't read any of it, but I do have a good friend of mine that read it, and so that is very, very erotic. Odd. Yeah, she... Um, it, which surprises me, because... And, and, and granted, I haven't seen her in a long time. So, And I've, I've talked to her over the phone, but I haven't seen her in a long time. And But she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would write something like that, but... What do I know? When was the last time you talked to her on the phone? Oh, it must have been in 2012. Wow. But there were times where I didn't know her uh, phone number or, you know, whether or not she moved. or some, And then there were times where she, would change, she changed her, um, her email address. I suppose I could find it. I do want to know how she's doing. We could track her down. Force her to read the St. Mary's books and write fan fiction where they figure out the mystery. Yeah. It's 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 very odd. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be an interesting idea for a book, a book or a book series. Somebody is reading like 10 different book series that have no foreseeable endings. Yeah. Like he reads what th- he thinks is going to be the last book, and then the next day the author comes out with a thing saying, we're actually going to write three more books in the series, right? Yeah. So he can never finish these book series. Yeah. He goes online, and he finds somebody who likes writing fan fiction. Mm-hmm. So he kidnaps that person, <laughs> and he forces them to write a fan fiction book about his favorite book series that finished the storyline. You know, you know what would be really cool, too, Tell me. for a story, is if there is a, like, take one, uh, let's let's think about, like, a fictional type of a, a book series. I don't okay. know what it is. Like, I don't know, the, the Dan, whatever his last name is. Dan but, Brown? Not Dan Brown, no. No, he, he is a real person. You have to think of, like, a really um, interesting name, like Harry Potter or something. Let's just go with Harry Potter for now. Okay, like, for example... What if there was a book that was made and you, it wasn't, uh, there wasn't a foreseeable ending, but at the end of the book, at the end of the book, the author says, and this is the ending of this book. How do you think this book should end? And she has like a contest where they uh, write like um, different kinds of endings to where they, you know, they want to see what direction the book is going. And then they enter into this contest, and she picks the best ending, and it and she rewrites the book or she uh, reprints the the story, but adds the actual ending in it. I don't know. You think that that should be a plot for a book? Yeah. 
So I, if we were to jazz that up, yeah, because that sounds good in theory, but it just sounds like it could be a little bit boring. Her reading through Isn't that complicated I don't submissions, know. but one way we could jazz it up is somebody sends in an ending. She likes it. She accepts it. She reprints it. That whole thing, mm-hmm. and then she decides to stalk that person. And now that person is forced to live in a basement and to write books that this author releases as her own. She's already rich because she's, let's say she's written three popular books in her series before this. Mm-hmm. Right. So she has tons of money. So she has somebody kidnap this lady, let's say a year later. So no one can trace it back to her. Mm-hmm. And her family is all concerned. They don't know where to look. The police think she's dead. But meanwhile, she's stuck in that basement. And she finds out that the reason the lady came up with this contest is because her daughter wrote the first three and a half books. And she didn't know how to finish it because she's so <laughs> But her daughter died an unfortunate death. Oh, man. From, like, ink poisoning or something. <laughs> and we end the book with her coming to that realization and going back to her writing device of choice and continuing to write because she knows there's no way out. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds really morbid. We call it the imprisoned writer. That, that's probably a bad name. The imprisoned writer. We could come up with a better name. Uh, help me! I'm trapped in a basement. How about this? Help me! I'm writing down here. <laughs> well, I, I have to say that's a very creative plot and a very creative title. I help me! I'm writing down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my creative boyfriend, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think this could that could be fun. That could be fun doing it. That could be fun pitching the idea. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> it could be like a short story or something. It might work better as a short story. Maybe. Thinking about it. Yeah, this person is tortured because this. This author is stalking that person. Because the person won the contest. The person won the contest. Last book. Yep. Book. Yep. Yeah. This brings up a question. Yes. What are some of your favorite book series? Well, that's really interesting because I didn't I haven't read enough book series series. Um, I know that there are some people that are really into the Twilight series. Have not I, read it. I, I've only seen maybe um, one movie, and my good friend, um, I don't think she read the books, but she really likes the movies, and it romanticizes the relationship between two, between vampires, right? Um, I never got into that. Um, I enjoy the Harry Potter book series. Now, I did hear parts of the Lord of the Rings series. I think I, no, I think I did hear the whole thing, but it was dramatized. So I didn't really read it. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I haven't read a lot of book series, really. So I can't really answer that question. Are there any book series that you want to read? Well, see, I, I had a friend a long time ago that was into a series called Dark Tower series, but I don't think that's the right one. It had, like, elves and things in it. Sound sounded kind of funny. That's a Stephen King series, right? Dark Tower series. Yeah, I don't know. I think it is. I read one of the Dark Tower books, but supposedly 
every book that he writes takes place in the same universe as Was the Dark Tower series. Were there elves in there? Were there elves in there? There might have been. I only read the first book, and it was years ago, and honestly... Stephen King is very hit and miss with me. Some of his books, I think, are brilliant, and other books are just so-so. Yeah. And it didn't strike me as his best best work. Well, I, my friend read one of his books called The Mangler, which is one of his scarier books, about this possessed dryer that folds and irons, and you can kind of figure out, you know, what happens to people that fall in there. I'm going to guess that they fall in there, and they get out, and their shirt is completely unironed. And now they have to go to a business meeting with a messy shirt, even though no. they just fell in the dryer. No, that's the total opposite. They're the ones that get folded and ironed. Uh oh. Uh oh. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 Right. Well, he has some good books that are not the mangler. No. I did hear a dramatization of his one story called The Mist. There's a lot of bugs in it. And, it, and this mist comes into town or whatever town it is, and there's all these bugs and they're killing people. I have not read that one. I heard the dramatization of it, and it took me a week to get over because I don't like bugs or worms. Really? Yes. You should read some of his books. Mm-hmm. I recommend 112263. You told me about that one. I did. He's written. Yeah. That's my favorite book that he's written. Didn't you say that there was a movie made of that, but it wasn't very good? Well, Hulu did a, a miniseries based on it. Mm-hmm. I watched the first part of it, and it was god-awful. Oh. But Hulu, I don't like any of the shows on Hulu, the, any of the originals. Right. I, I usually don't watch originals on the streaming websites. I would rather just watch old stuff that I know that I'm going to like. Netflix has some great shows. Oh, yeah. For sure. Some great originals. I haven't... Yeah, they they did the um, conversations with the killer, which I have to finish. Bojack Horseman. Yeah. yeah, they do have good originals. I will say that. Orange is the New Black. Right. 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 Yes. But what I like about streaming websites in general is that there's everything for everyone. You can choose between family. Just sh- uh, I can't talk. Family shows or family movies or other things. More adult-oriented. Yeah, well, because they have to appeal to a, a, a wide audience. A wide audience, yeah, but I like that because you can, you can watch whatever you want. It's a lot better than when we were kids. And, you know, if you had cable, it was just so complicated because mm-hmm. even if you had it, you might not be there when the program aired that you wanted to oh, see. Oh, I hated that. I remember I would, I would be gone somewhere on Friday with my family, like a, a party or something. And I would miss all my favorite Friday show lineup, all, all my favorite Friday night shows. And I would have to wait till next week. I really like that now it's like you watch it when you're ready to. And you're not limited to Fridays at 8.30. Exactly. Saturdays at 9. Coming this fall. Film film at 11. Rick drinks water this fall. Will he or won't he? Alana and Rick share a sumptuous fudge cake. Movie at 7. Will they or won't they finish it before it becomes a two-parter? Well, we did finish it. We did finish we it. We did finish so it. See, you spoiled the surprise. There's no need to tune in this fall. <laughs> well, it's not a show. Not anymore. Not anymore. It won't be. Because it was never a show. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, God, you know, you spoiled the ending. We did finish the cake. And it was yummy. But we'll make a series based on the cake. And we might change the ending. Maybe we don't finish the cake in the TV version. Or maybe one day we could actually bake one. 
We baked cake. Haven't we baked cake before for your birthday? You, no, you baked it yourself. Oh, like, I did. I wasn't okay. there. I didn't even know you were going to do it, actually. That's right. No, you surprised me with the cake, which was very good. Oh. Yes. Well, I'm glad I did cake. That's right. That's right. No, but anyway, we're, we, I don't know how we got from uh, uh, streaming sites to, to cakes. <laughs> how did we do that? I think it was you. I did? Who brought us there. Oh. Which is fine. Oh, oh, I, I think I did mention fudge cake. All I right. accept that. Yes. I accept that. Yes. Yes. Right. That's right. So, uh, is there anything else that you're thinking about reading next? After the Chronicles of St. Mary? There's so many books out there. I did check out this book from Stephen Pressfield. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. I think it's like The Portrait of an Artist. Mm. It's not The War of Art. It's a, it's a newer one that he wrote. It's another nonfiction one that deals with being an artist. Anybody interested who is an artist who's <laughs> interested in creativity and procrastination should definitely read <laughs> a lot of Stephen Pressfield. Yeah. Uh, I wish the name was coming to me, but it's not. But I checked that one out from the library yesterday. I think that's going to be my next read. Oh, yeah, I think American Messiah will be the other one uh, that I read next, which will probably be a gateway to the other heavy books that I'm going to read. Nice. Yeah. When was the last time you read a light book? Uh, was it Confederacy of Dunces? Uh, let me think here. Oh no, it was it was well the Harry well some of the Harry Potter books were were darker and heavier. Yeah. But they were still light enough to wear. I didn't feel so depressed when I was... See, I, when Order of the Phoenix was finished, I yeah. felt kind of down. Oh. And in case anyone hasn't figured it out now, at the end of Deadly Hollows, everything is okay, except for the people who died. Yeah, I So I, it, was, it was a good ending. Yeah. And it left me satisfied, but it wasn't just like a completely upbeat ending. I know, I know. But I liked it because... You know, it shows that even though these people died, even though there was some, there was some challenges, they still, the rest of them made it through. The rest of them made it through and it made it seem, uh, like reality almost. It did. And I like that. I like that it wasn't completely sad and it wasn't completely happy. It wasn't like the typical kids book to where everybody gets out alive and we all get ice cream at the end and yeah. we're all together. There's it wasn't no problem. Like, it wasn't like everybody gets a trophy, right? No. And I don't like that. No. But I'm glad that it was it was real and people could relate to it in some ways. I am too. Yeah. Yes. And you find out more about the supposed, supposed villain in the school. Severus. Severus Snape. Severus Snape. But, but you find out that you know, you find out some things about him that you wouldn't expect. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Yes. He is a good guy. And maybe so write a prequel about Snape's dating life after Lily. No, but he never dated her. Yeah, but he wasn't he, dating anybody. He was in love before. with her. He was in love with her, but do you think that he he got some strange from Professor McGonagall? <laughs> no, I don't think he was going to date Professor McGonagall. I don't know. Maybe that should be something we explore. But, but, but what book. I thought was very interesting... Go ahead. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read that book, is how Professor Dumbledore and Professor Snape was in on the whole thing concerning Snape. I'm not going to say any more. 
I hear you. I would make the argument that the book has been out for more than 10 years now. Yeah. But that's fair. Right. With books, it, it can be kind of tricky because there are books that have been out for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. People still haven't read them because you can't read everything. Right. Right. But they were good books. Yes. Alana. Yes. If I may call you that. Well, it is my name. Elena. No. <laughs> have you had any dreams recently? Oh, yes, I did. Tell me. The weirdest dream that I had this week. I told you about the dream that I had where my family and I were at this house. I don't know. We were probably taking some kind of a trip or something. Somehow you ended up in my dream, and a certain girl ended up in in the same dream that we both know. That's right. right. That's right. Well, and then somehow Kenny Rogers ends up in the same house. I don't know how. And so she's there. I'm there. I'm thinking this is very odd. Um, I don't think you guys talk at all in my dream, but... Somebody asks this girl to sing. She sings, and I'm thinking, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. I thought it was going to be good, but this is this is not as good. This is not as good as I thought it was going to be. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, wow, if this is if this is really bad in my dream, how bad would it sound like in real life? I don't know. It was very it was a very weird dream. Wow. Do you ever think about that too? How bad she must sound in real life? I've thought no, about that. No, no, no. I mean, like, if if somebody in your dream was a bad singer, a bad cook, or whatever, yeah. and you think, man, do they really... I wonder if they do that in real life, and if they do, is it this bad? I don't know. I probably have. Yeah. Well, I thought about that after the dream, and I just thought, that that is so weird. It is. Wow. Well. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Is that what you said when you woke up? No. Okay. I was just thinking, wow, that was a weird dream. That is weird, but I mean, dreams in general are weird. Do you, okay, so this is a weird question. Go ahead. Do you find that after you dream, you wake up and your pillow is uh, soaked with the drool? That is not a weird question at all. Not every night. Not every night for But that has definitely happened on numerous occasions. That's happened to me too, and I'm like, especially if it's a dream that involves um, food. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> it does. I've had many a dream where I'm eating cake or I'm eating pie or I'm eating something else, you know, something I really enjoy. Did you ever see that episode of Northern Exposure where everybody's like trading dreams? No, but that sounds like a cool episode. It was a, That was a bizarre show. I really liked it as a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting episode. Is that when they're in Alaska? Yeah, the, the sh- well, the show's in Alaska. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so what's so what is what happened in that that show? Everybody's having everybody else's dream, and they only know about it because uh, I guess a lot of the townspeople are having have recurring dreams. I forgot how they found out. It was something weird. I, I actually need to rewatch that, but unfortunately, the show is not on any streaming sites, ah. any legal streaming sites. A lot. Oh, that means you're going to have to look on other ones. If I did that sort of thing, which I don't know if I do. You don't know if you do. I don't know if you do either, And I don't either, know actually. if I don't. I don't know if you don't either. Yeah. But you're going to have to do some digging, I guess. It sounds like I am. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Any other weird dreams, or is that... That's the only one I can think of. That is by far the weirdest dream I had this week, and I think nice. that might have been that may have been the only one. Very good. I don't remember any of my dreams this week, so... Okay. Actually, I do... I think it was actually earlier today. 
I was dreaming that I was in a race car. Mm. I was ejected out of the race car. Uh-oh. And there was a skydiver who was falling out of the sky. Yeah. And I, I hit her parachute and I got entangled in the parachute uh-huh. and we're falling towards earth and we're falling towards earth. And just as I'm about to hear the ground, I hear Alana scream and I woke up and to the yells of somebody saying, you okay called me, okay? You weren't dreaming about that. Oh. And by the way, just for the record, it was only for like three seconds. You couldn't have been dreaming that long. I don't know, babe. No, 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 no. You were not. And you told me it was a different dream that you had. Well, you know, dreams can get tangled up in each other, much like people can in bungee cords. Uh-huh. Or and, and, and in your in your supposed dream, you said you were knitting or something. Or, I was or also books about knitting. Or I something. also like as I hit her, I started to do some knitting, and I'm thinking <laughs> about my life, and then this book appeared about knitting, and so I started reading that on the way down, and then I hear ah, no, and I, I wake up to accusations in my own home. <sighs> And you were, and, and I don't, you know, your, your, uh, your arm didn't seem very limp. Well, you know, I was only asleep for a little while and everybody dreams differently, babe. Right. right. Everybody dreams differently, babe. That's what he says. That's what I say. That's an excuse. And you say, you know, I make fun of you just do. No excuses. Oh, oh, oh. No excuses. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Alana J? Hello? Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, everything we had was good today for the food wise and I am, I am very full and, uh, today is shaping up to be a very good day. So very good. Very good. Very good. All right. Alana Jayla. All right. Until next time. Until next time.